Nui Kia Koto Katoa. I'm Sue Berman and this is Kura Tuturu Real Gold. In this series, we explore items and stories from Auckland Library's heritage and research collections. Today, I'm at Tamaki Pataka Korero, the Central City Library, in the Special Collections Reading Room. And I'm meeting with music librarian Marilyn Portman to have a look at the case that's been up for January. Kia ora, Marilyn, thanks for making time today. Kia ora, Sue, it's great to be here. And um, we've got some, a really exciting ex exhibit in our Real Gold case today. Indeed, it looks like a real treasure. So tell us about what we're looking at here. Well, I received a donation of beautiful music and in amongst it were two volumes with kind of well-used covers. And I thought, what's this? And I opened it up and it's in the Galley edition. It's a first edition of Bach's Well-Tempered Clavier. And what we've got in the case here is the first book and it's opened at Prelude Number 8. Hmm. And uh, what's exciting about it is its provenance because it goes right back to the publisher, Mr. Nagelli. Um, it was published in 1801. Right. And um, it's got, on the end boards, uh, it's got some beautiful inscriptions here, which uh, our donor very kindly translated from the German. Uh -huh. And um, the first one says, to Professor Burke in fond memory, 1845, from A. Gersbach, music teacher at Seminar in Karlsruhe, born 1803 in Sekinen, 1848 in Karlsruhe, a student of Petzalotzi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so for music historians, this is exciting. Well, because, I think so. Yes. yes. Um, he was actually in Nageli's choir, the publisher. Um, and so there is that direct line. And then the next um, uh, inscription says, in memory of my dear grandfather, Ludwig Burke, I received this work whose high artistic merit he managed to explain to me from a young age on the day of his death. Mm -hmm. Karlsruhe, 16th of September, 1889, George Burke. So that means that A. Gersbach gave it to Ludwig Burke, who then gave it to his grandson, George Burke. And then somehow these volumes ended up into the hands of the Hefner family mm. in the early 20th century, somewhere between 1910 and 1930, um, and came into the possession of Paul Hefner, who brought them with him from Germany to New Zealand. Okay. Um, and so he, at some point, the family have decided that they could be a gift to the people mm, of Auckland. That's which correct. Is very generous. Yes. Um, and um, exciting that we get to, you know, to share them um, in this form. And so the book is, well, how would you describe the book? It's kind of full, would you say that's full scat? The, uh, the score, yes, the, yes. the book of scores. That's right, yep. So it's um, in landscape. Landscape, yeah. Yep. Landscape. And it's opened up at Prelude Number Eight, and the reason why it's opened up at Prelude Number Eight is because, on the back end board, it's got um, in pencil a wonderful harmonic analysis of the Prelude, and um, it really gives you an insight, sort of, firstly how Bach wrote it and the inner workings of it but also how um, 
these volumes were intended to be used for um, education, um, for student learning. Explain to a layperson, such as myself, about sort of what the harmonics, the, the, the notion of this harmonics notation, like what is it well, you go in bar, relation to... Yeah. yeah, so you go bar by bar and you look at um, how, it, how it's actually created. So in the first bar, of course, he's establishing the tonic, the, our tonic key. Right. And then where he goes into the next bar, um, it's got here, he goes to the fourth, um, the fourth in the, in the diatonic scale. Um, it's quite so technical, it, it's it? very technical. <laughs> it's very technical, but um, it all makes sense when you, when you listen to it. And it helps musicians to read the music in a particular, with well, additional... Yeah. And to understand where mm. it's going harmonically, mm -hmm. yes. And then of course... And know, is this written for keyboard, for piano, or...? Well, um, it would have been written for harpsichord. Harpsichord, yes. Cool. But also played. Uh, they did play them on the organ, but um, yeah, for harpsichord. Mm. So yes. I could go. I could have a Google and find this piece of music played by. You could. Okay. Yes. Well, we might just go and do that. Yeah. To give people a little bit of a ear for what yes. we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Um, so what else do we get to know? Um, I see you've got a, a reference up there to to Bach, or is that the, the, the title for that's, the...? That's the title in German. Um, so the, in, uh, the English translation, I won't try to pronounce it in, <laughs> in German, but the English translation is the Well-Tempered Clavier, or Preludes and Fugues Through All Keys, Book One. And that was part of Bach's um, project. He wanted to write Preludes and Fugues in all 24 major and minor keys. Um, and that was quite revolutionary in musical terms to, mm. to do that. Mm. So would this have had a, a relatively large print run or do you think this is quite a...? It, it's hard, hard to know. Mm. Um, uh, well, since then, of course, they've been published over and over and over and over and over and over. Yep. You know, different publishers say, but the, the original, um, the first, first edition, edition yep. um, it's not as, they were, they were fairly common, I think, mm. yes. And on the wall above the case, we have a blown up digital image. That's the title page, isn't it? It is, it? yes. that extraordinary it, curly writing. Yes, it's <laughs> very, very ornate mm. and um, quite delightful, yes, beautiful. Is there material in the in the um, of interest in the captioning there? That well, 
There was some debate about who was the first who published these. Was it Magelli or um, was it Simrock? And um, there's still some debate about that. Simrock published the first um, book in the same year, in 1801, but book two, he didn't publish book two until sort of the following years. Nagelli published both of them in 1801. So, um, and they were yeah. both the kind of go-to people for music publication mm, at the time. That's right, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yep. And I guess, um, I guess, you know, there was probably some commercial competitiveness at this yes, time around yeah, I getting, guess, yeah. I guess there would have been. I mean, he would have already established himself. Bach would mm -hmm. have been, yes. Mm -hmm. Although they weren't published at the time that he wrote them. Right. These, these were written in um, 1722, but then not properly published until 1801 stage. But he was too busy. He was a very, very busy man. He had 20 kids and he was <laughs> running between four different churches and running a choir school. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was really busy to think about publishing. You know, you said you found it amongst a collection mm, of, don mm. of donations. What else was in the... Um oh, well, um, Mr. Paul Hefner, he, he was a flautist. He's a flautist and uh, it was his personal collection of music. So um, there was solo and chamber music um, in the donation. Mm. Mm. So uh, very special collection. Mm. So thanks Marilyn for um, for chatting with me today and for sharing the story and I will put also a little bit of a sound clip and I'll have a, uh, have a listen for it. But people want to know more they can go to your wonderful blog yes. that's published on Heritage et al and I believe that also they can see a digitised version yes. on Kura Heritage Collections online yes. um, which will be of interest so I'll put that link in for people as well. Um, and of course, if you want to see the original object, you're welcome to come into the Central City Library to the reading room on level two and request to view. So kia ora, thanks. Thank you very much, Sue.